Blog Talk Radio. I'm the host, Will Walker. Thank you guys for downloading and listening to the podcast. Uh, Right now, there is a link that just went across Facebook that I just put on there. If you're listening live to the podcast and you click that link and you want to join this conversation, please call this number 563-999-3009. And that's 3009. Again, 563-999-3009. If you want to join the conversation on today's podcast, now you socially conscious. That is my response to all of this uh, awareness that is going that's going on right now around the world of sports with the different organizations and colleges and universities. Got NASCAR, don't want flags, uh, the Confederate flag that their race events got uh, non-black college coaches of football. Uh, marching with their students at certain campuses around the South. That's interesting. And, of course, we got everyone from Michael Jordan to Tiger Woods who all of a sudden wants to speak on race matters. That is a first for both of those gentlemen, especially Mr. Eldridge Tiger Woods. I'm going to get into Tiger Woods real quick before I bring in Mike Walker and uh, Walter Strong here. I want to read this quote that he put up on Twitter, this statement. My heart goes out to George Floyd, his loved ones, and all of us who are hurting right now. Let me pause right there. I'm going to say to us as he's talking about the human race, because of course he's not talking about the African-American community because he doesn't identify himself as an African-American. So he continued, I have always had the utmost respect for our law enforcement. That tells me that Tiger Woods did not grow up black. I'm going to stop reading right there because the rest of that statement is a bunch of hogwash. Tiger Woods didn't grow up black. Tiger Woods grew up in the, in the golf world where he was surrounded around, uh, around people that didn't have his color skin, that didn't particularly look like him. So he doesn't understand truly disparaging uh, racial injustice that happens in the African American community. I truly believe that. And by his political affiliations or who he chooses to affiliate, uh, choose to take pictures with in their political arena. So that tells me that Tiger Woods doesn't truly understand what it's like to be an African American male. He didn't even understand when he got pulled over when he had those... Uh, when he was high on those meds because they let Tiger Woods go because Tiger Woods is famous. Had that been anybody else that looked like me in the African-American community, locked, handcuffed, and in jail. So Tiger Woods don't understand. But for him to release a statement that he did, I'm going to include him in this. Now you're socially conscious. 
Why now? Was it the horrific event that happened to George Floyd that's got, that just hit your moral character? Or is it the simple fact is that the protests that have been going on around this country, they're not fully black. They're multiracial. They're multiracial. And if you, to be totally honest, there are more white people that are in these protests than black folks. So maybe that's why the new social conscience is going on uh, in America. So I'm going to welcome in Mr. Mike Walker, Mr. Walker Strong, and Mr. Lewis Snore. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing good. I'm doing good. And so is the rest of us, I think. Hey, what's, what's, going, what's going on? I didn't hear. I didn't. Not much. I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. How about you guys? Holding on, you know, holding our own. Our state's going not... back to normal, somewhat. Doing good. Hello, well, my state is. Okay, so I'm not really getting there and get any feedback. What oh, happened? Well, uh, uh, I, I, I just, uh, you know, I was downtown. I stay in um, Columbia, South Carolina, and um. You know, a very important uh, piece that that you brought about was the fact that uh, it was, you know, and I I know I'm a pro-black advocate, okay, Uh, to the core. I've definitely been so for the past, you know, seven, eight years, um, you know, really been out there. So um, I I was doing this before it it was popular. And of course, you you had the Black Lives Matter movement, and 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 you know, uh, rest in peace to the brother Darren Seals. Uh, he he wound up getting killed down in St. Louis around the time the the Mike Brown. He was one of the core ones, right? You remember that's the time Black Lives Matter got started. But D. Seals or Darren right. Seals was was the one that really spoke the truth about what Black Lives Matter was really about the agenda, um, and how the agenda that was being pushed on behalf of Black Lives Matter wasn't organically, truly a, a, a African uh, liberation movement. It wasn't, you, you know, even a- after I got to know who George Soros was and things of that nature. So when you paint the picture to the dynamic of where now there are other people involved in in, in, in the movement, you know, I, I do stand to question the integrity. Hell, I I question the integrity of people that look like, uh, you know, me and you, black folk, uh, because they, you know, now you got so many people that are coming out now who aren't organic, uh, but they may hear about the reparations, right? They may hear about black mm-hmm. or African Americans now potentially getting a check. So now you got people that are, you know, seemingly becoming involved because, there very well could be allotted money going to certain programs and things of that nature. You always have these Uncle Toms, these coons, they, they come out and they lobby then, but the reality is, is that, you know, there have been a group of people that have been pushing uh, in these movements before. So, you know, I think it's very important to keep it organic so that for, you know, the people that seem that are seemingly allies, you can kind of set them straight so now they won't take over your movement or wind up uh, compromising your movement. I think that's very important. Okay. But Anybody if you else? don't know who you mm-hmm. are, 
Okay, we got it. Uh, anybody else? Well, I, I add this. When you don't know who you are in the movement, right, there's this new movement of, of young folk, right? And if they don't right. come in, if, if they aren't adhering, if they aren't respecting the elders, those people that have already, you know, uh, been participating in these types of movements, you know, we're doomed to fail. There's this new group of people now, whether it be the multicultural, whatever it is, they're, they're, they're thinking they're the first ones to, to, to fight, uh, you know, this oppression that we're fighting. And I think that's that's going to be disingenuous. I think it's going to be very important for our youth to speak to the elders, very important for our elders to become very, um, you know, conversational or speaking to the youth inside, um, you know, connecting the dots. That's what they need to do. You know, we're going to get better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is there anything, uh, anything uh, you go ahead? Uh, no, no, you go ahead, brother. Is there any, all, everything that I'm listening is nothing but young people out in the forefront, 21, a lot of 21 years old, stepping up, um, organizing, um, protests in all ages. And, and they they say that they're in it for the long haul. Well, even 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 with with, with with them, I think it's going to have to be very important because if we don't have, we can have the energy, but we we saw this the time and time again. You know, I'm pretty sure that the 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 movements from the '60s, right? I remember the civil right. rights movement. That was good. That was full of a lot of young, youthful energy. From what I hear, you know, there's a lot of people. My mom, my dad, they would talk about how they participated in middle school and high school and certain revolts, certain movements that were basically, quote unquote, bucking the system. But I think it's going to be very important that we know how to utilize that energy. We can't just have raw brute energy because if so, we'll be we'll wind up pissing in the wind, as they call it. But we want to make sure that our efforts yeah. are going to actually uh, be, co- be be coupled with with our with our intelligence, you know. And we have to understand yeah. that hey, this movement, this thing, this very thing in which we are trying to fight today is not our first day fighting it. So we have to look at Martin Luther King. We have to look at Malcolm X. We have to look at the good points, the pros and cons of their movement. But if you're looking to get into the new movement, young, old, middle aged, whatever without respecting those who have already come and laid down the foundation, I don't care what your movement is, it's gonna go backwards as it should go backwards. You understand? That's right. I think uh you know, I think just having the respect, having the common decency, you understand, for, for those people that have come before us and that have done the work, you know, is 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 a is a primary thing we should do. As a younger one. I happen to agree. Okay. That's interesting. What'd you say, Mike? I I should get out and vote. Register. Vote. Vote. Vote all these clowns out of office. Mm -hmm. If they're up for election, we need to vote these guys out. Use it. That's your right to vote. Use it. 
listening, my vote don't count. It'll count. Please vote. Every vote counts. And I'm and I'm and and, and, and pardon me, fellas. Uh, yes. But but uh, you know, there's an educator. His name is Bob Amin, and he and I have this discussion. He's actually over the Yahoo Academy um, here in South Carolina. But where I am is I, I understand voting, but I feel like like even in the march, I, to me, marching a protest is, is equivalent to voting, um, right? I, I think we can all agree it is the energy, the the, pro, the, the process of uh, of allotting and, and putting forth initiative. Energy to go out and actually mm-hmm. do something, right? But I think yes. it's, it, it, should, it should be a place where we're able to filter our energy, right? And ask, well, hey, it, are we actually doing ourselves a service? Are we doing ourselves a justice? Or what is actually happening by us doing this? I hear so many people that say, hey, we voted, we voted, and nothing ever, nothing, nothing is working, right? Even with prayer, right? Because I came up in the church. And they say pray about it. We pray, we pray. Nothing is still, everything is still the same. So I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I am saying, hey, we should be questioning these tools in which we, you know, a lot of times we do say might may work, or or we try. We have to find out how we can further mm-hmm. advance them. Because in my opinion, I do feel like voting or us collectively coming together. To to uh, to not choose somebody that is going to represent us is going to be very important. But look, what if all black people voted differently? Because they they say there were like forty percent of black right. folks that were voting for Donald Trump. So even in voting, I don't I think we still should be voting for the the best common interest, right? That 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 supports our collective. But we have so many of black people. That once we move to the other side, and now we're making a little bit of a, a little money, we get to disassociate ourselves with the collective of black folk and the fact that mm. we're still being in an oppressed situation, right? So now you got people that move to the other side. Now they're they're uh, voting Republican. They're voting for that are going to uh, affect them in this multicultural situation that they're in, right? So I think voting is. Is, is the aspect of it, but I think it's going to have to go back to the the actual idea, the uh, the moral idea that is lodged in voting, and I think that, hey, we want black people to come up. We want to see more black businesses. It don't make no difference if you stand in the, pop, the poor side of town or if you're standing in the rich side of town. We must have a commonality in saying that, hey, we need to have more black businesses, right? But I think right now we have were the, were the ones on the poor side of voting one way, and then you have brothers and sisters that look the same, but you're going to be voting with different interests on the highest. So at the end of the day, if we're not voting in the interest that collectively is going to get us out of situations where, you know, like the George Floyd situation, you understand? That might not be on my side of town in which police brutality is plaguing, right? But I must utilize my power as being a Republican to now utilize and affect change rather than being, in my opinion, a House Negro. Okay, so am I back in? Can you guys hear me now? Yes. 
Yes. You can hear me now. Okay. Yes, sir. So yes, let me sir. ask you. This, let me let me ask you this question because my whole thing, uh, when I say now are now you're socially conscious. What I'm coming what I'm coming from is this. It's all of us. This has been going on. The injustice in the black community or the racial inequality, police brutality, brutality has been going on for as long as I can remember. Right. Uh, I am I am nearly 48 years old. I understand with, with the voting you guys just mentioned. I understand uh, the community coming together. But this is a sports show. So what I want to ask this question uh, to you guys is what right now, the, everybody's in love with this movement, no matter where, what side of the uh, political uh, arena you're on. Every, most people are in love with this uh, movement right now. They're, they're for it. So yeah. my thing is, what can athletes do? I'm not talking about just black athletes. I'm talking about all athletes do to keep the awareness out and also make sure that the agenda that supports uh, racial equality and uh, ad- address police reform. What can athletes do to keep that in the forefront? That's my question. Mike Walker, I'm asking you first. Do you say a platform to every time you get in front of the camera to talk about it and, sh- and put their talk into action? And you know, always putting um, funding out there to help. The cost. Lou? Okay. Yeah, I didn't quite hear uh, the last question. It was kind of muffled. So, could, he, uh, could you repeat what he said? My question is, what can, what can athletes do to keep the the information out front? Uh, right now, we got the NBA getting ready to start back. Major League Baseball is going to play at some point. MLS is getting ready to Thanks, start sir. back. My I, yeah, Major League Baseball start back. They will. They'll they'll hey. find some way to get together at some point. But anyway, what can athletes do? Because I can, and, and even college football later on, NFL coming later on. My thing yeah. is right now, like I said, no matter what the political agenda is, everybody seems to be okay. Yes, let's try to work on police reform and try to work work on some way of getting racial equality. I don't think it's yeah. going to be all the way. I don't think it's going to be overnight. But my thing is, what can athletes do? I don't think the defunding the police departments, though, is going to help me better. Because I keep thinking, if you do that, I think it's going to create more chaos in the streets. So I think they have, you know, the police, you know, really have to work on that, you know, as well with with their problem. Because if there's no no authority, it's only just going to lead to more chaos. And that's the last thing we need, don't you think? I, I definitely agree with you, but I don't. I'm. Thank you. I'm not talking about defunding the police. I'm. I'm talking know, about police but, reform. Right, but you know, still, I was just, I was just thinking about that because you know that's what it may cause a problem. Because if we're only protecting each other, then that's only going to be make things even worse. <clears throat> I mean, there's been, but there, there's been some org, there's been some cities that have dismantled their police. Departments now they bad they still have some news. form of police. Well, no, it actually worked in some places. Some places it hasn't right, because right. there was a, there was a study that showed in uh, Cincinnati. When was it Cleveland that they did that and it actually did not help. But there's other places that that that, that has worked. So I think it's pros and cons on both sides of that. I think Lou, if you ask anybody that stays in a poverty uh, a poverty written area, 
what they right. think about the police, they would they would definitely say they would want to reform to where at least the police are a part of the neighborhood. I'm sorry, the young man that we have on the line, who I have on the hook with us? Uh, my name is Equine. My name is Equine. Okay. All right. Nice yeah. nice to meet you. I'm glad you joined the show. Sorry for my technical difficulties. I missed some of the stuff you heard or you were saying. I caught some, but I didn't catch all of it. But what is your thought about athletes uh, keeping the – uh, keeping things in the forefront in regards to uh, what really what the climate or the temperature of America is right now. Man, you know, as you when you asked that question, I had to really, really think about that. And I'm like, man, don't you know when we look at the athletes, when we look at the, the entertainment world, right, the sports world, I think it's safe to say that black folk, right, black men in particular, own and have owned and controlled the flow of excitement in all in the majority of those sports, right? Whether it be Tiger Woods, right. whether it be Michael Jordan, we'll take a normal sport and we are enhanced it, you know, you know, with our abilities. I, I think I think it's safe to say that. But okay. they lodged in that all of these years of participation, decades, right? Of participation. Mm-hmm. There aren't yes. there aren't hardly any owners that look like the people that are participating in. So I think that's a level of injustice in which you understand we, we, we need to understand. Like how do we need how do we get more control? That is a, a thing that I feel like the athletes can do is just fight for more reform when it comes down to even the N D N C double A uh kids. Because uh, there was this brother that had come out with the um with with the book called The N C Double A Slave, right? And just talked about how the NCAA had raked in so many millions of dollars, almost just as much as the pro, but they don't pay out this right. money to those children that are working. You understand? So this is just a reality. Oh, I get you. And, and, and when we're talking about, because I was the one who had uh, was right there with with a lot of the uh, uh, all American athletes, and remembering when they would uh, they would send these bribes over to these uh, young underprivileged but yet very so talented black black boys. And they might mm-hmm. lure them in and inside, inside some of these programs, bringing them over to parties and women. They're not giving them much. They're trying to lure them in for some type of reason to get them to sign on the dotted line to now play well, they're luring them, them to now. They're luring them in uh, for their they're luring them in for their benefit. I mean you you preach right, it to the choir that. because I'm I'm 1,000% with you on that. I mean, I, I don't agree with the NCAA system or the system mm-hmm. of college football, be it by conference or whoever. I'm, I'm right there with you on that one. Um, right. But I'm, I'm going to go – I, 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 I want to have a conversation with you in regards to right now we don't have any representation of black ownership in regards to um, the NFL at all. Right, there are two right, non-white right, right. owners, but they're not. But they're not uh, African American. In the NBA, right, we only not. have one. We have we have none in Major League Baseball. My point is, and I get, and I like what you said in regards to we need to have the conversation not only about police reform and racial inequality, right. but the inequality in sports in the front office, the ownership, right, right. Uh, even the sidelines, even the coaches. So. Right. We need to really. This is this is where those athletes have that platform right now, and they need to put they need to put the uh, the screws to these owners that haven't said anything. 
And and I'm gonna include, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I'm gonna include Stephen Ross in that. I'm gonna include Je- uh, Jerry Jones, who was so he was so outspoken when Colin Kaepernick uh, kneeled down that nobody would play for him if they disrespect the flag. Right, right. The but flag. he hasn't said a word. Roger Roger Cajel has said, "Well, we made a mistake," but I haven't heard one peep from one owner in the Major League Baseball, in the NBA, or the NFL. Gonna welcome in my brother Derek D. What's up, man? What's going on, gentlemen? How y'all doing? All right, good. Doing good. D, what you think about that? What you? Oh, you all right, D? What you think about that, man? What you think? We don't have we 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 got the athletes. We got the athletes on the field, but we don't have no representation in ownership, uh, or in the front office, or really on the sideline. Hey man, you you know my stance on that. I think uh, that was long overdue for a change, and. The question that I have is the same question that you have. Now that the ball is in the players' courts, now that y'all kind of have these guys at y'all mercy because they can't make you do anything at this point. Because of the CDC and the situations that are going on, there's no way the NFL can sue you for antitrust or for any of that stuff because everything is screwed up right now. So if you're going to ever get them to do mm-hmm. anything, if you're going to ever get them to change anything, if you're ever going to be able to hold – they hold butt to the fire, not just their feet. Now is the time to do it. The only thing is, are they actually going to do it? NBA, NFL, MLB, everybody. Like, you will never probably ever, ever again have this kind of power. So if you're going to change anything, now is the time to do it. College athletes, everybody. My well, athletes are in perfect position to change the whole landscape of sports as far as who runs things. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. What the brother just said was very, very powerful because we're talking about coming post-corona, COVID now. This is after COVID, and like I told somebody, this is a time while our people are putting down sports. Ain't nothing to watch on sports center. So now it is opening up the, the conversation of what we can do with the sports once they open the arenas back up. Why we don't need to support these people if they aren't going to, you understand? And this is going to have to be something where we are working together with the athletes. But the athletes have to be collective on this. Like the brother just said, they won't have another window of opportunity where I see like this. So if they don't do it now, they they are always going to be, in my opinion, the house Negro, where they're going to dare support the system rather than, you know, trying to tear it down. I, I can't agree with you on the house Negro thing. I can't. No. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I want to add one thing to what he just said. Um, I think that now, just like he said, they have to come together. But really, to tell you the truth, it doesn't even have to be the absolute majority at this point because we all know that there are going to be some people who are like, I'm just not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you have some people. You have you have leaders, and then you have puppets. And there are leaders and puppets in every branch of society, though. So there's going to be some people that just ain't going to do it. But if the majority at least stand up and take a book, take a page out of the book from uh, the Northwestern football team and the Missouri football team, when they want to change, they made one simple statement. Listen, it wasn't long, strong out. Listen, we're not playing. We're not going to play. We're not taking the field. We're not doing anything until you give us what we want. That was it. One no long negotiation. Well, none of that. They got exactly what they wanted, and they got everything that they wanted in less than a week. If we could take pro athletes, if they could pick up their balls and do something that 
is beneficial for the next generation for once. Do what Colin Kaepernick did. Sacrifice your present, your current state for the future of not just you, but your kids, your grandkids, your children's 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 children. If you look at it from that perspective and they get together and try to get this thing done, they can change the whole world in a matter of weeks. Not years, weeks. Because everybody wants entertainment and sports. Right now, they do, and I agree with that. Only thing, only thing, my pushback, my young brother, uh, about the House Negro thing. I don't like comparing anything to slavery. I really don't. Slavery was so no. brutal, and I and I know that term, that House Negro and Phil Negro comes from slavery. So I don't, I don't like comparing anything to that because it was so brutal. It, it was really inhumane the way our people was treated. So that's my only pushback against that. But most of what you said, I, I definitely agree, and I agree with D. There are, there are going to be some that's not going to go with it, some that still want to get paid. And matter of fact, speaking of that, in the NBA, there, there are guys who – I know Kyrie Irving is an enigma. I know Kyrie Irving is the most surprising person that came up as a leader or the questions that he had in regards to their safety, how the bubble was going to work, and I was just going to relate to the climate of what's going on in America. But Kyrie is right. I, I agree with Kyrie. Why should they play? Why should they risk playing? I mean, the owners, the owner, and, and why should they not, like you said, they hold the owner's feet to the fire and let's start getting, I, I want representation in ownership and in the front office. That's what I want. And I, I would hope not, that's what the players would want. Not only that, give me an explanation as to why it has never been able to happen. Tell me why. Because yeah. we got a lot yeah. of rich brown people. We got a, rich, a lot of rich Hispanic people. Tell me yeah. why. I want I want somebody in leadership, well, one of those higher-ups, to tell me why when all these proposals are submitted, they always go to the Steve Bombers, uh, you know what I mean, because he's the right mm-hmm. pick. Explain that to me because it's, it's, it's basically just an enhancement of the system that we have. So I would want a good explanation. Like, can y'all explain to me why we've never had somebody in, in a position of strength or power that looks like some of us, and then after that, what are y'all gonna do about it? Don't tell me, okay, yes. we understand. That's a lot of people tell you they understand stuff. That don't mean they're gonna do anything about it. We we can march, we can tear down everything in sight, but unless white people in power start to open their mouths, nothing's gonna change. Now they're gonna lose a bunch of money <laughs> if uh-huh. the boys stick together, but in order for change to happen. The, the person that's being persecuted or the person that's being shortchanged can't be the only one that's yelling from the streets that this is wrong. The person right. in the position to fix it has mm-hmm. to say something. They got to say something. And then you got to well, do something. They like, need you. But like you were saying, like, that's why it is going to happen. Like, you can't, even though they're awesome, that are going to sit on their seat to do nothing and not. Like, it is going to have to be a majority of our people that's going to, because ain't nobody going to come help you if you won't help yourself, and you can't blame them. Very right? true. If, if, yeah, you, if you right. on your seat to do nothing, you know, who's who going to help you? You can't expect for nobody. And nor do I, what I want, I'll be skeptical at anybody else helping me in my own, you know what I'm saying? So this is why it is important for us to stand in solidarity, whether it be black folk on the police force, Right. Whether it be you black folk in, 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 in the league, in the NFL, yeah. or even in, you know, like the brother just said, there's no other time that a window of opportunity is going to, you know, so now you got black politicians that are coming out 
ride this wave and make it work for us. Just like from what I saw the homosexuals did. They can paint the whole city yeah. a rainbow color, right? So right. I think yep. now it's opening up for us to do the same and let's start making some changes. Well you before, you, know, you are you own to something with that one. But that's a good that's a good analogy. You own to something with that. That that's a very very good analogy. Let me ask you this. You're rainbow in South Carolina, everywhere. right? Yes, sir. You you're in South Carolina. Are you a Clemson fan or a South Carolina fan? I'll be more so of a Clemson fan. I'm from the upstate. I'm a Clemson okay, fan. Okay, well, let me, ask, let me ask you this question about Dabo. Uh, he seems to be now socially conscious. What is your thoughts about what he said before yesterday's uh, march with his players? What, 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 did he, what was said before yesterday? Basically, he gave the standard BS answer that they give when they want to explain why uh, anything inappropriate happened or anything questionable happened in regards to race. He gave the standard, I'm sorry, wasn't aware, and if it happened and I knew about mm-hmm. it, I'd have fired somebody. The, the standard BS answer that they, the, the standard playbook BS answer they give whenever that type of stuff comes up. Same thing with Drew Brees and Jake Fromm. It's almost the Cop same out. thing. I'm a it's a it's a cop out answer. So basically, he wore football matters on a time and during this time when everybody's pretty much shouting Black Lives Matter, and then he came out saying he wasn't aware of a racial slur that was said on the field, but he did, but he became aware of it. But the coach didn't say it at the player. He was just repeating what the player said. I got white friends that listen to rap music by N.W.A., Public Enemy, and when they hear certain parts of that song. And it yeah. comes up with that N-word. They don't repeat it. They skip it. They like the song, but they don't repeat it. So that cop-out, that cop-out answer that Dabo Sweeney gave about right. he was repeating something the player said didn't fly with me. I don't know about right, right. any of you guys, right. but it didn't fly with me. Right. So, that's, mm-hmm. so what do you think now that I've given you kind of a summation of what he said? What do you think about well, Dabo Sweeney? I, 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 I think even looking at Dabo and his relationship to the recruits and the players that, that he's bringing in, he is, hasn't been a person that has been genuinely – he's like the blackface type of white man, right? He's going to put on some blackface just to kind of go over and because he wants to get some chicken or because he wants to fit in, he wants to be cool because he knows him oh, yeah. getting these recruits or him, you know, uh, being able to do this little dance or whatever makes him – uh 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 um uh, okay coach right to come 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 work with it's like okay like he's dancing he he's dancing he he's he's singing the newest the latest rap song he over there mm-hmm. he got a black he got a black side piece you understand mm-hmm. but then you come out mm-hmm. and make a making a making a statement like this almost equivalent to Joe Biden saying well hey if you don't vote vote yeah. for me you ain't black. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, really? You know, you know. So I, I think, I think what's happening is good that they are coming out and what he's doing is trying to play both sides. When at the end of the day, they might try to cover up, but these they still a racist white folk. You understand that in his position, my brother, him being a racist white man couldn't benefit him the way that him being a covert, uh, cool slide in, but he's still going to be racist. You know that that has benefited him more. You know, uh, when he's getting in, doing the dances, and he he might do little things that that uh, you know giving these black players some type of hope. Well, he's cool, or he can 
you know, but that's far away from cool, especially when this type of truth comes out and then seeing how he responds to it. That's my brother. That's my brother. He's doing whatever it takes to hold on to those two truths. He sure is. Uh, let me get, let me get Lou's opinion. But let me get Lou's opinion to you real quick because he said he's a Clemson fan too. So what do you think, Lou, about Dabo Sweeney? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, uh, Sweeney's been, you know, uh, rather opinionated about that. And I think, you know, it was like, you know, it was like a, like I said, it was like, like a cop-out response of what uh, what was said. You know, and I always respected uh, Sweeney for his, um, you know, for his work and whatnot. But um, I think some of them are going to, are going a little bit overboard now. <laughs> you got that right. They go. They doing a little bit too much in my view too, Lou. What you was yeah. gonna say, D? <laughs> no, I I, I, agree, I agree with you, man. I think um, I think that he he knew he knew as soon as it came out, and then he made yeah, the statement yeah. that he made. It was kind of like with Drew Brees. What did I just say? So now I got to go back and fix it because listen. These these guys that's on my team, they creating generational wealth for us. And if and if, if they decide they're not gonna play, we got a problem. Now nah, the only issue that I did have was nobody at Clemson, none of the players had the same kind of heart that Marvin Wilson had to call their coach to the carpet nope. and say, Hey, I don't, I don't I don't agree with that. Nobody nobody came out and told what actually happened. So, you know what I mean? The guy mm-hmm. said that it happened, but none of his teammates corroborated his story. Nobody came out and supported him. So, it didn't gain the kind of leg that probably could have. But at the same time, his guys on that team, listen, this is not the time to be, I'm a, I'm a Clemson type. No. Listen, dude, I heard, I heard a police officer say something that was so profound. He said, I can always take off this blue, but I can't take off my skin. Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't know how many of y'all are, are familiar with, I think, a late, later name is Jane Elliott, Jane Elliott experiment, the, the brown eyes, blue yeah. eyes experiment. Yeah, where, I think I've heard you know of that. What I mean? they, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? That That's kind of that situation. You know what I mean? She, they did the experiment on a TV show, and the, and the people with the blue eyes were pissed because they had been mistreated for an hour. For one and hour. only asked yeah. one simple question. She was like, how do you think the people who, have to deal with this every day, every night, every morning, even when they go to sleep at night, day in and day out. How do you think they feel? So his players, to me, are just as much uh, needed to be held accountable because y'all haven't said anything. It, it, listen, if you don't say anything, that means you agree with what's going on. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. If yeah, my mama he, wrong, I'm going to tell her she wrong. He's got a NFL player standing up for they can miss me, Mike. They can miss me. They really can miss me because they were on they, they were they were on campus. They were on campus when when it happened and not only that, that building that they talking about, they were on campus when that building is there. And I don't wanna hear no mess about oh, it's built on a slave plantation. That's your fault you didn't do your homework if you didn't know. That's right. That's your fault. Right. That's on you. Right. That's not they, I don't want to hear I don't 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 piss and whine now because it's popular to do. <laughs> oh, we're gonna go back and try to Nah yeah, bro. Yeah, you was on campus before you did, stupid. You do your homework and you understand that, that campus is built on a plantation. You do your homework. You understand that. Don't don't come to me, don't don't come to the community talking about something. Yeah, and it's a built that's just like uh when when you in a you in a mixed race school and 
everybody getting along, and it's a certain section of black folks saying, hey, you know what? You know they really don't like all of us. They're just using us, you know, just basically to get the news, or they're using our black athletes to, to help the sports program. And those of us who are saying, nah, it ain't like that. Nah, nah, nah. They really do like us. But then some go down. You see all them stick together. And the first thing you want to holler when the, when the races are separated you want to go to the side and say, well, you know what? They were like that. I thought they were like that all along, too. No, you can't do that because, see, you thought they were cool. So that's the same thing I say to them <laughs> Clemson players. You thought they were cool. So don't come, don't, don't hit us with that. Miss me. Well, I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah. They can miss me. <laughs> no, no, can no. Because I, I, um, Todd, Todd Boyd or whatever, the old quarterback, yeah, he was just trying to defend everything that went down. Of course he is. This it, it, is my thing. I'm not saying that he's a horrible person. I'm not. I, I'm not saying that a, lo- a lot of people are just horrible people. My only issue is you can afford to not know. You can make a decision exactly. to not yeah. know and be perfectly safe. You know what I mean? Like, you ain't got to worry about if your kids go outside and play in the park, you know what I mean, and they got their little toy pop guns and they playing cowboys and Indians with their little boots on. Ain't nobody going to call the cops on them. You know what I mean? And those guys mm-hmm. that are on your team have been subjected to that kind of stuff all their life. So you can't, you can't afford to say, I don't know, because you go into these homes and you talk to these parents and you tell these parents, I'm going to take care of your son like he's my own. Well, if you're going to take care of him like your own, then that means you have conversations with him like you have with your own. So now you can afford to not have that conversation with your son. We can't afford to That's not right. have that conversation with our son. So, if that's really how you feel, like a lot of people had issues with, with Bobby Bowden. The one thing that I did like about Bobby Bowden is Bobby kept it real with you. Bobby made sure his players saw both sides of the fence. He took his players to a black church one Sunday, white church one Sunday. They went to black events one week. They went to white events the next week. So you really got to see where these people come from. Even if he may have had something that was deep down in his mind somewhere that thought one way, he didn't show it. He showed that he stood mm-hmm. where he he stood for what he said. Now, nah, can you say the same about Dabo? No, you can't. Nope. Mm-mm. A lot of these coaches, a lot of the coaches, the owners, all of these people, you sign a contract, hey, man, welcome to the family. No, no, this is a business, dude. They're to keep That's you this is a business. Right. So when you get tired of me, you're going to give me the shoe, and you can afford to look the other way anytime anything racially bad happens because it don't land on your front door. Mm-mm. It sure don't. You sure, sure don't, and that's why I'm I'm really calling out them white. That's why I'm really calling out the white owners. Uh, I don't care what Roger Goodell said; he worked for them. I, I don't really care what he says. As a matter of fact, I like I said, I haven't heard one NFL owner come out and say anything, nothing. And the only one I I think has spoken that's Stephen Ross, and he said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna start the season on time." He ain't said nothing about nothing that's going on. His coach has. This GM has. Well, guess why they have? Because they look like me. <laughs> that's why. They oh, look that's like true. me. They understand. So, but it doesn't right. matter to Stephen Ross. It doesn't matter to Jerry Jones. And then I, I was asked this question. Somebody said, well, are you going to continue to support the Dolphins? I supported the Dolphins when I thought Don Shula was a racist. What's different? <laughs> Nothing. Good point. I know, I, I, you know I'm a, you know a diehard cowboy fan. But Jerry, I would like to say, Jerry's not saying nothing. I, I can't, This is the first time he ever kept his mouth closed about anything. And, and I, I'm, I'm giving that evil eye. 
But Mike, who do you think he's more loyal to? The 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 oh, po- the, the yeah. political arena or his football team? Who what where he makes most of his money? The money. The money. But where where does he where does he make most of his money? He, he owns fo- football. All his other businesses. Political. He don't. He makes his money off those other businesses that those political uh, uh, partners that he has or the people that he supports. Yeah, they help make sure he keeps making the money he makes. Nah, he don't make all. He don't make most of his money in NFL. All the good contracts and stuff, they make sure he get them. That's right. All I know, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I'm 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 on the back end one time. We gonna still support him. <laughs> That's I, the I, thing. I, 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 you, I, I'm a Florida State. You know, you know how I am a diehard Florida State fan. They, they okay. hurt my feelings one, mm-hmm. one time, and I was, I, I was, I was on, 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 on the, on one foot was on the banana peel, and the other was up in the air. But the other one fell, the other one fell back down on the ground, and I, and I know it's for life. I, I hate something they done. But I'm still a knowing. I guess I'm still going to be a cowboy. There ain't nothing wrong I with it. Like, it, it's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, but the thing, I wish he would say something. You got, um, what's the old wide receiver? Oh, they the, the caught the pass, pass and they said no catch. Um, there's right. There's right. Yeah, there's called him out. And they still, any other time, he'll just go out and defend himself. You think you think he care about what Dez got to say? You think seriously, Mike? You think he really care what Dez got to say right now? He maybe does not care, but when they put his name out there in in the spotlight, he normally comes out. Remember when um, Zeke did something? He he was trying to be funny. Zeke, you know, he he always got something to say. Because Zeke, I, Zeke, I, Zeke, if Zeke is helping him win football games, that's more money, and that gives him that coveted Super Bowl that he wants. Uh, he yes. wants another Super Bowl. It's what Zeke could do for him. That's right. That's what, that's what it comes I mean, down to. It's what Zeke could do for him. I'm not shocked Jerry Jones hadn't said anything because Jerry Jones was, I mean, he was adamant about that thing. Any mm. player of mine that disrespect the flag will no longer be on this team. But I, I, listen, I told y'all about I told y'all about Jerry. Jerry showed y'all who he was before, not about the flag. Remember I told y'all, remember the the Houston got damaged mm-hmm. so badly? What I told y'all, Jerry didn't open his mouth. You didn't hear nothing from the Cowboys until J J Watt nothing. raised all that money and people started to question, Where's Jerry? Aside from that, listen, these people show you all the time and look at stuff they do that nobody pay attention to exactly how they feel about everybody else. If you are not part of that 1%, yeah. they do not care about you. Just nobody pays attention and, to it. And D, but D, they, they have the power. The no, I, but I, I pay attention because they have the power to be able to talk to their, to the uh, congressional representatives, to the, to the senators, to the state senators, to even right. Donald Trump. Where things can change because you're right, they are in that one percent, and those laws are made. Uh, laws are made so they can continue to make their money and get tax breaks and things like that. So they do right. have that. They have the president's ear or their senators' ear or their congressional representatives' ear. 
So their silence tells us everything we everything that I think we already known is just being confirmed. I think, listen, Stephen Ross, I don't know him personally, but he's the worst owner in sports to me. And I am a yeah. Miami Dolphin fan. He's the Dol- worst owner in Dol- sports. Dolan. Dolan. <laughs> Oh, my bad. Yeah, Dolan is. I, I ain't going to do that to Stephen Ross, man. Yeah. Dolan. Oh, well, <laughs> Stephen Ross in the bottom five. He's in the bottom five. Okay. He's in the bottom five. Exactly. Right. Uh, but, but I still support the Dolphins. And I know he's given, um, uh, made contributions to Trump's campaign. Um, and he, and, and it's, it's, his political views has nothing to do with my interest in the Miami Dolphins, but I know what it is. But right now, the players have the power to say, you know what? I tell you what. Yeah, but we need you to use your connections to help us get some legislation for our people. Because they have that platform and they have that power right now. And I hope they use it. I hope they use it. And that's it. All right, I'm going to a lighter side, guys. I want to go to a lighter side. I want to talk about the top five most disrespectful dunks in NBA history. I'm going to give you guys my five, okay? I'm going to start off. Um, I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way up. All right, number five. This is Homer. There's a lot of Homerism, but Dwayne Wade's dunk over Anderson Varejao. That's my number five. My number four is, is Kevin Johnson over Akeem Olajuwon in the playoffs. Uh, but the Rockets mm-hmm. did come back uh, from 3-1 down and win. My number three. This is Homer, but it's against the Homer. Vince Carter over Alonzo Mourning. I started to go with Vince Carter over that 17 oh, guy in the Olympics. But yeah, but that didn't happen in the NBA. But Vince Carter dunking on Alonzo Mourning was just, that was brutal. All right, my number two is Dr. J rocks the baby on Michael Cooper. If you go back and look <laughs> at that highlight, Michael Cooper had the audacity to jump. And then as he's in midair and realize he can't get it, he ducks his head and gets the ball dunked on his head. That's that's just unbelievable dunk. Thought they had others. I could have went with Bill Walton, but I went with that one. And of course my number one, because he's the GOAT, is Michael Jordan going baseline. He you know, he shook the two nicks and then he dunked on Patrick Ewing. That's my number one most disrespectful dunk in the NBA of all time. Mike you got it. You got any you disagree with, or you got something you would like to? Oh, you got. Hey, well, I'm, like I'm, to put I'm just gonna have to go with uh, Dr. J on it. the number one spot. He got to be number one. And I can see Michael Cooper ducking up under his back, ducking and getting the suitable position there. Now that, now that that's I don't think I ever forget that dunk. The rest uh-huh. of my made stayed in my memory. You can always see Michael Cooper's eyes big and start to fold up up under the rim. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think I like MJ the way the the move he put on in the tightrope in the sideline, and he really didn't have much room. And then he just bammed it on Patrick. I mean, that was nasty. Lou, you got any, anything that you would like to add, or or you disagree with my my five best songs? No, I don't disagree at all. I think, especially with the Elijah one, that was that was a that was a that was a major one on that one. Oof. I recall it very well. So I have to agree on your I have to agree on your top five. D. All right, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you five. I'm gonna give you five. Dwayne Wade 
dunking on uh, Anderson Barajal. Four, okay. Kobe, Kobe dunking on Dwight Howard with this absolutely just filthy. I'm talking about just nutmeg all in the face. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. That's four. Number three, Sean Kemp dunking on uh, the dude from Golden State. Gosh, what is his name? Alton, his name is escaping. Alton Lister. Al- Alton Lister. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, two, Jordan dunking on Mark E. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that was oh nasty. My. But that was oh. a lob. Okay. That was a lob. Okay. Uh, All right. I don't care. <laughs> and, oh, girl. Listen, tie for number one is Vince Carter dunking on Vince Carter dunking on um, the Kimbe Matumbo. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was nasty. He, 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 ooh, he, he, he was waiting for that one. And the, and the last one, I give you, I give you, Dr. J. And, uh, and, and Michael Cooper with an honorable mention to LeBron dunking the dunking on Jason Terry. Yeah, that was ugly. I, I thought about oh, that one, oh. but that's not that's not fair because Jason Terry Terry's Terry is almost eight inches shorter than LeBron, so that that makes it hard. Yeah, I, I missed one. I'm gonna give y'all one just just for fun. Paul Gasol getting dunked on by Blake Griffin. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my that God. Was, you need a top ten, yeah. bro. Five ain't gonna get it. Yeah, five. But it was hard to come up with five because I was like humbly meek out. I don't want to. And then there's the one Jordan Jordan dunked on Tree Rollins. That one was just absolutely nasty. Of course, yeah. LeBron over Jason Derry, Blake Griffin over um, Paul Gasol. That was nasty. The Kobe one was nasty. Um, Sean Kent was LeBron hard to leave out. KG. Oh yeah. But but the one. Sean Kemp, the Sean Kemp one was hard because then he dunked on Denny Point. Yeah. That was hard because that was just yeah. disrespectful. That was. Yeah, he football rocked it. Just. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scotty Pippen dunking. Scotty Pippen dunking on Patrick Ewing. That was another hard way to leave off because it was just hard. But I had to. I came up with five and I said I'm gonna just go with this. So that was it. Just That's wanted to give us, give us, yeah, give us something like uh, to talk about. It's just been a weird time, man, in in America. I'm just happy yeah. that uh, there is some kind of live sports coming back. Lou, you asked me, do I think baseball's coming back? Yeah, base, baseball's going to play. They'll find a way to get at least 54 games, Lou, I think. Yeah, but at the same time, I heard the players, you know, are going to file a grievance saying, oh, the owners could have done more to give us more games and whatnot. So I think we still got a fire in our hands, even despite the fact that even the Kimberly still says, oh, hell yeah, we're going to play baseball this year. Like I'm 100 percent sure. I don't know. I think I think uh, out of time, you know, with that. Yeah, but but anything is better than zero. The players can say whatever they want. Anything is better than zero. So, so Lou, I I got a question for you. This is this is for what are they arguing about? How uh, how much money they gonna get paid per game or since unless I'm misunderstanding us, but they, they want to play, they say, 60 games and get paid for the whole season. Well, actually, I think they want more than that. They're not going to play, you know, a 50-game season with reduced pay cuts. There's no way they're going to – there's no way they're going to – I think they're fighting over nothing. 
I think they fight over nothing. I think the players, I think their own, I think their positioning is if the if the, the TV contract is going to kick in or something like that, and they're supposed to get a certain percentage of that. And no matter, I think it's a certain amount of well, games they that they're supposed to hit, and the yeah. and the players want that TV contract money, and they don't want no prorated mess because they only playing a short season because you're not going to get paid prorated. Right. You're going to get paid but the they, full amount. So but they should get it. They should get it because of the that, and I agree with that. Wouldn't have been able mm-hmm. to negotiate, so give them the money. They earned it. I agree with that. I agree with that one. I agree 1,000%. I agree with the players. I'm with the players on that one. I think they should get their yeah. money. Um, it, it's a tough position. I, but, Lou, I, I just think they're going to some way, somehow get at least, I'm just going to say 54 games. I think they'll get some games in. Mm, you know, well, and I think they'll probably. Shots, they're going to do it now or, or else. Because, you know, you know, they wanted this to be done by, uh, where are we now, June, June 14th. They wanted this done by mm-hmm. June 10th. You're going to have to get some of the players. And all the players, they've been back. Uh, they're still in several parts of, like, uh, Latin America. They've got to get them over here. And they got to go through three weeks of spring training, uh, should that ever happen, before they even get uh, to the regular season. So time is running short. You know, I don't think they want to start the season in uh, August. And then you know have to get the players. The players don't want that. No, I don't blame the players. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to play into December. Games, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, want to. I wouldn't want to play into December either. I don't blame the no. players on that. I, I can't believe the NBA players agreed to that foolishness. They're gonna they're gonna play until late October, and then the season's gonna kick back up a month and a half later. That's crazy, but I don't. I, I guess they. I guess I'm they know more we'll than get I do. Top of rest. They're, they're thinking. They're thinking with their. Uh, they're thinking with their ball out of control brains instead of their futuristic ones. And they're really pretty much. And, and if they're really looking at what's going on, um, I I really believe that we're going to have like some kind of ridiculously sad surge of, of COVID once it get cold again. That's yeah. A scary thought. That is a scary that's thought. A scary thought, but I think I think that's really going to happen because. Um, I don't know if everybody else read uh, a whole ton, but I read a report today from a lady that they fired from the state of Florida who was in charge of the data that uh, mm-hmm. showed the number of COVID cases, and they fired her because she wouldn't alter the numbers. Right. So what they report to you on the news ain't what's ain't really true. the truth. Yeah. I know these some of these NBA players got some real smart people working for them. They better listen. Mm-hmm. But, D, I, I think I said that. Almost yeah. two months ago, that yeah, I knew somebody that was a front line, somebody a front line worker, and she said they're not telling y'all the truth. This is worse than what yeah. they're saying because the, right now in the hospital is telling us it's a lot worse. Yeah. So I don't, I don't believe none of that. I believe it's a lot more than uh, what's the number now? One hundred and ten thousand people. I think it's a lot more. Than yes. That. Yeah. And I really yeah, think it's it, I, I think it's a lot worse in the African American community because. Again, um, just like anything else, we were subject to, oh, you're not, you're okay. Well, we can't do nothing for you right now. You just, you just got to go in quarantine. You know, we were, we were given that type of mess, and, you know, it just went through our community. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. It, it's not it is what it is, but that's just the reality of the situation. That's how it goes. So I, I think that for once, I agree with Kyrie and Dwight. This is not a good <laughs> idea. Y'all, y'all no, know how I feel about Kyrie, but Kyrie is right. It's not a good idea. No, 
I agree with Kyrie yeah. too, and yeah. and even yeah. George Hill said it. George Hill said, I ain't, "I'm not thinking about no basketball right now." George right. Hill said it. There's, there's so yeah. many things going on. My only thing was, as much as I love LeBron and his stance for anything, I was kind of disappointed because I think just strictly basketball, nothing else. I think right now he's being a little selfish because I think he sees an opportunity to get to something that's time. on his checklist. Yeah. But he, yeah. I think he's really going to have to look at this further along than that. You know what I mean? You got small kids. You got big, you know what I mean? You got teenage boys. Just for the sake of saying, if something happened to you, because you really was chasing that last ring instead of being more cautious and being more conscious of what's going on, being what? Because no amount of money can replace you as a person. None. No. This the the only... You got three. You got a billion dollars. Sit home. Yeah. This the only thing I can criticize him on, and I'm not, I can't really criticize him on that, but this the only thing. Uh, recently, because everything else he's done recently has been consistent with what he's done in his career. Um, I, like I said, I said what I said about Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. Again, really, Tiger Woods can go sit down somewhere, in my opinion. And Michael Jordan, I think the only reason why he said anything is because people have got on him because of what he didn't do against Jesse Helm. So that's that's my take about Mike. To be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm with you on that. Yeah, Mike. But Mike, I mean, he. Uh, but again, he, he's getting better. The things he's I say, he, he is. But the things I say on the podcast or when we did the video calls, people don't understand. I still can like sports, and I can still root yeah. for a player. It's just that what they do outside of the thing, it is what it is outside of the the field, the pitch, the court the boxing ring or whatever, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I learned to separate it because you just have to. Because really, yeah. you got to look at it. These people are human. They're going to make mistakes. I don't hold them to really no moral standard, if that makes sense to anybody. I don't see them as a role model. They should be role models because there are youth that look up to them. But I don't hold them to that standard. I just want you to score touchdowns, make baskets, and hit home runs. That's my stance. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's, that's all you can do. And, and, and then that's the one that step up past that. That's why you give them credit because they don't have to. Exactly. That was Sir Charles. Like, I'm nobody's role model. <laughs> he was he definitely. The truth. <laughs> he was telling the truth, and he. And to be honest he with you, is. he still isn't. He still isn't. I know. I'm gonna think no. that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna slap him too. Yeah, he's still he's still man. Don't do that. He, 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 sometimes he say some crazy things about his mouth. Make make you have to say what? It's the truth, but you're right. He he says some unnecessary stuff. Some of the, some of the things Charles says, you say, you know, that's something that you should have kept in a. a uh, keep that at a the bar or in a barber shop. Yeah, you keep that in the barber shop. I'm at you don't need that out. Keep that between us. <laughs> like what he said. What he said. Hey, what he said about Drew Brees. He was like, all these, all these, uh, sports people. They're just crazy. They should have came out against Drew Brees that hard. Why not? No. What Drew Why Brees not? said was wrong. He should have he, he, he yeah. knew better. And if you did know better, then he, just wait before you say anything. Talk to some of your teammates. It ain't like he ain't got their phone numbers. Ask them, hey, man, listen, how y'all feeling? What's the difference on this thing? Y'all tell me what y'all feeling, what y'all thinking. Teach me before I open my mouth. 
or at least talk yeah. to you. You don't, you don't want to say teach a grown man, but if you really want to know, there's some people that'll give you the information. You just got to ask for it. Because I'm sure, I, I'm I sure some of his teammates could have took them to, to some places right there in New Orleans that would have changed his mind. Yes, definitely would have, but I tell you this much: if he didn't have their number, he got their number now. <laughs> I bet he called Malcolm Jenkins mm-hmm. first. Hey man, hey man, hey dog, we need to talk. Hey, hey. <laughs> Come on, man. So how much time we got left, Mister Wiz? You got ten minutes. What's up? No, because I, cause I, I, I really like want to um, touch on the NASCAR thing because that's the craziest thing of all. You just see how, how, how people have got that that had me. Place in the top thirty in a race, that he got so much to say. They quit. <laughs> yeah, so well, he, well, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, listen, I'm gonna Mike, quit. Mike, you got to listen. They call baseball the American pastime, but that's not the truth. It's NASCAR. It really is. It's yeah, NASCAR. Hell, let's put it this way: the America's pastime has passed its time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's NASCAR. Like, I know, listen, the action that you were seeing from people in NASCAR tell you exactly what was going on at NASCAR races. That's that's just the truth. Right. Like you saw you saw the pictures that had like a hundred Confederate flag. They were flying the flag right up under the US flag on the track. Yeah. Not not, not flying on the track. So on the, on that the track, was running deep, man. It was a whole bunch of bruised it's a whole bunch of bruised people right now. They really upset about it. You ain't going yep, to tell I, me what I can and can't do. I, I, I just don't understand I, I, why we have to have two flags. I, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't crazy about it either. I'm glad that they removed the Confederate flag, and it shows that maybe now um, you know, all fans could um, go to the race without having a you know, choose a side between the Confederate and the U.S. flag. I mean, at last I checked, uh, we're all Americans, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we don't watch NASCAR. Thank we, you. We don't watch that I, only, I only pay attention to like the big races like Daytona and Indy and all that. You know, I'm not a regular regular viewer, but you know, I do pay, I do pay attention to it somewhat. I keep track of uh, who won the races and whatnot. And you know, I applaud Bubba Wallace for taking the stand on that. I mean, it's time to put that all aside. Forget this, uh, the North versus the South. That was 150 million years ago. All right, and maybe this can make a trend and maybe towards other sports and we can stop all the bickering. Of what's been going on in the last four years. Well, I think Na- 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 NASCAR flag didn't bother me. Yeah, you're right. I think thing. it was Brady. He took advantage of. He, mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm just gonna say he did. He took advantage of what all the other sports athletes need to do. Take advantage exactly. of the moment. Don't let it pass you. They, and that's the same thing with the. That's the same thing I, I see with the college football players and they. Organizing the unity walks on their campuses at Florida State, I saw. Yeah, Florida State had theirs. Clemson. Um, that's really, a, and then that's really pretty much only only two that I've I've, I've heard about. I'm pretty sure there've been other instances too. But to me, NASCAR yeah. that flag, I don't care about NASCAR. I, I can care less. I, it's the same way how I look at people that don't vote the way I do, or people, or the same. I tell you this much: it's the way I look at both political parties. I really right. don't care. I don't care what they hold at campaign rallies. I don't care what they do at conventions. No, because, neither do I. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. One's gonna tell. One's gonna spin the story to favor them. Either either side, whether it be Democrat or Republican. So that's or the same way I look at that NASCAR. No, no, independents don't. We make a logical choice because I'm okay, an independent. Okay, okay. I mean, because that exists now too. You know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. 
I don't make choices based upon just a party affiliation like the Democrats expect black people to do. I don't do that. Right, you don't right. earn my That's vote. That's why they lazy. They lazy. Exactly. They are extremely lazy. What Joe Biden said was, well, if you, you right. don't vote for me, you ain't black. Uh, well, then let's talk about now, well, let's talk about in the early 70s. No, that's because he he knows that he feels basically like he got in his pocket. That's it. He has nothing in his pocket because <laughs> no, well, nobody's doing that. Well, he's right, right about black. that now. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so he but that, probably but to feel me, like, hey, I got this in the bag. Exactly. It's insult. It really is an insult. But at the same time, I mean, he knows that he has that clout because he worked for Barack yeah. Obama, and plus what they did for him in the primary. It is what it is. It, it's, it's, it's to me, I would think the people that in Washington, the lawmakers in Washington, the correct Congressional Black Congress, I thought they would want to hold his feet to the fire about that comment, but shoot, they locked up with him. Nah, they agree. Right yeah, now, you're not black. Everybody's in, uh, they're in, uh, everybody's in bunker mode right now. Everybody got to stick together because everybody at this point in their eyes has a common enemy. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's some, some things that he probably wouldn't get away with any other time. He's, he's getting the pass on because everybody knows what we can't do is have another four years like the four years we just had. No, everybody no, knows that. But if we, but, but, but if we ever can revisit history, I want to know who in the blazing gave them white folk them kente cloths to wear around their neck. <laughs> you know what? Some ideas should be left on the table. Thank you. <laughs> Just leave that idea where I, you found it at. Whoever came up with I that, tell we'll try that this time. Yeah, I don't want that one to go to the grave. I want to know the exact person <laughs> who gave them white folks them kids they clothes. <laughs> hey, man, they went down, they went down to the, they went down to 76. We got it. Boy, they went to a place of the time they ain't never been in. Lou, you said, what did you say, Lou, say? Everybody, everybody's trying to do the right thing right now. That was something, something like that you said. That, uh, that, that one there, boy. That. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. watch the news no more. I couldn't watch the news no more, man. I, I can't watch this, man. I can't. Yeah. I can't watch well, it. Well, I pay to join the local news, not really. Yeah. I can't. I can't. This, this that don't make no doggone sense. What no. the, what the world y'all doing, man? <laughs> I came on late, so I didn't know if y'all talked about it. Has anybody talked about that picture I sent y'all about the University of Houston? Did y'all talk about that? About the 10 players tested positive? Yeah. I didn't see the picture, but, yeah, I heard about the story. Yeah. Yeah. I told That's y'all interesting. That six people. Six people. Yeah. I, I want to hear Mike's reply to that, though. It's just like everywhere else, these people get different kinds. They, they test, I they knew it was going to happen. Well, they, they tested um, players at Florida State, and uh, only one, only one University of Florida tested a uh, hundred and some people, and, and they came with no nobody. Okay. This is the thing, though. Like I said, y'all talking, they're talking about playing the season. Just like you just had six random players just randomly test positive for it. It's going to happen. It is. As long as you got people congregating in large groups and going their separate ways and doing all right. that stuff, it's 
down to happen. And you can schedule a game over. Alabama's playing such and such this week. The first player that tests positive, everybody going home. So, really, it's just let them stay home. It's safe. It's a benefit to just let them stay home. Listen, you can't control what they do at home, but you're not responsible for all of those people in one place, man. It's just, to me, it's just it's selfish of the institution, it's selfish of the coaches, it's selfish of the universities, it's selfish of the NCAA to want to put a a unpaid labor force in that kind of place. It's just, mm-hmm. to me, it just don't make sense. Well, D, but that's what they are. Me. They're an unpaid labor force. I, I, and they I call them volunteer workouts, but don't go up to the workouts and watch what happens. Right. You are cut. Well, I, we got a we got a, we got an email from the president of Florida State University Friday afternoon. The university will be back open full throttle on um, August August fifteenth or something like that. This. I wonder how many. I wonder how many students are going to be on campus for that. I'm only going to say one thing. He doesn't know what's going to happen between now and then, so he can send that out all he wants. He has no idea how this thing is going to change between now and then. So it sounds like a good idea. They say you always plan, but if if y'all really believe that's going to happen, like I I don't I don't put any faith in anybody that shit farther than a week out right now, because that's all you know. You know about a week worth of information. But you heard That's what the everybody. governor said. But you heard what the governor said here. This the man. The governor about, is the same one who fired that lady for alter, for not wanting to alter hey. the numbers. That said that only two counties were ready to be open instead of all sixty-seven. Two. Yeah. Two. So he can lie too. Do I? Yeah. But he said they're gonna open up high the um the um um. Elementary and high schools on time. I bet mine ain't going. Yeah, okay. I don't blame you, D. Mine wouldn't be going. <laughs> right. I don't blame mine you on going. that one, D. Hey, listen. These lawmakers ain't. These lawmakers are not trying to look out for your best interest. Look out for the best interest of your children. Look out for the best interest of yourself. You go to work. Make sure you wear your mask and try to keep your social distance from these from these people. Remember what they told you in the beginning. Treat it as if everybody is asymptomatic. Treat it that right. way. That is that's real. Play it smart, oh. guys. That's all we need to do. Play it smart. That's all. Play it smart. But hey, it is it is what it is. But I'm with you, D. Mine wouldn't be there. That's all I can say okay. to that one. All right, y'all right be easy. <laughs> y'all be easy. Say a prayer for somebody. Cause prayer changes things. Well, holler. Thank you for joining us. Later.